for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everything. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. feeling about this. Welcome to episode 59 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And Will is not here again this week. Will's a busy guy got things going on stuff and things so instead of leaving you guys to the torture that is a solo star wars podcast with just me i invited the person i like better than anybody in this world my lady jesse mcgarity i would never describe listening to you as torture nor would anyone else a solo one you could talk to me all day well that's different. I would hope you like sitting in the house talking to me. I mean, a lot of times you do just give me monologues about Star Wars, so you know. No, I don't. That's why I started a podcast, so you don't have to listen to me talk about Star Wars all the time. Oh, we both talk about random random stuff that no one's interested in from time to time. So. You look real cute with those big old headphones on. Well, thank you. So, before we get into the show this week, I'll give out our information. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at blueharvestpod. And you can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And actually, that's mainly what we're going to do this week is we're going to answer some emails. Because there were a couple I didn't get to last week because the episode with Steel was running a little long. <laughs> Thanks again to Steele for being on with me last week and indulging my uh, animal questions about Australia. I am sorry I missed that. I, I love good animal questions. <laughs> and I've never been to Australia, so I would be uh, quite interested. Well, when we go to Australia, get ready. F- I'll probably get eaten by a wombat or some shit. I'm going to be petting some animals I shouldn't be petting. We can just hang out with the wallabies. They're friendly and you can pet them and uh you can even take them home they can be your pet we can we can bring a wallaby home from australia and Look, move you them were into resistant. the crowd you were you were resistant to me getting another cat about a month ago i doubt you would let me get a wallaby that's because we already have 3 cats we have zero I wallabies i know but there's so many cats out there that need 
My special loving. And Look at how wa- happy all our kitties are. For sure, but we'd get another cord eater. I know it. No. No. that I'm telling you, that's just that particular brand of evil that Jetly is eating all her fucking cords. Got to lock down all the goddamn cords in the house like it's Fort Knox. Probably a thousand dollars in uh, assorted cables. We've been dating almost five years now. How many iPhone cords would you think I've had to buy in those five years? I I honestly 30? couldn't even count. I, I I feel like that's maybe too low. I don't know. I had one for one, two days one time, two days before he ate through it. And any connection cables to any sort of. Router, modem, etc. He's such a little dickhead. Anyway, so uh, we there's not a whole whole lot of news to go over this week. Um, The main thing is the Rogue One trailer looks pretty much to be confirmed for next Friday. So hopefully, if everything lines up correctly, Will and I will be able to break that down for you guys and have an episode up for you. Friday, maybe Saturday at the latest, but hopefully Friday. We'll see how it works out, though. Um, and other than that, there's just been some uh, some other little stuff. Um, but instead of doing that, why don't we get Jesse's opinion on some stuff? Yeah. Dirty Star Wars emails. No, no. Oh, okay. We're not going to do emails just yet, and I don't think any of them are dirty from what I remember. Uh, I was just hoping. If you want to get dirty with some Star Wars, we can hit stop on record and take <laughs> care of that right now. Put put the layer buttons back in. Hey, I didn't bring that up. <laughs> I didn't bring that up. You want to... Okay, well, the, you know what? There's an email coming up about embarrassing Star Wars stories. Let's save that for that, because I have an embarrassing Star Wars story about Jesse clowning me in front of her whole family. Uh, okay. <coughs> anyway, uh, so like I said... Accidentally, just a, though. I mean, that was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident. I know. So, uh, like I said, we've been dating about five, close to five years now. Um. And I would say I'm probably the first guy you've dated that is a giant nerd. Uh, I I wouldn't say that. You're the biggest Star Wars fan that I've ever dated. My previous ex-boyfriend was super into Dragon Ball Z, so that's a little bit He's going to be super into catching an ass-whooping from a dude in a wheelchair if he don't watch himself. (laughs) That's all I'll say about that. Man, it would be awesome if he listened just to be a fucking weirdo stalker. If you oh, if you are not, listening, Philip. Get ready to catch let's an ass with, catch these hands. Anyway, um I actually remember when we were first dating and talking uh, how you broached the subject of me liking Star Wars so much. Because you stalked me on Facebook and added me as a friend. Uh, you have a very unique name, and I don't think that that's I didn't say wrong it was hard. search that. But before I ex- accepted your friend request, I had to go on like a 20-minute picture purge, going through and being like, no, I look like a fat piece of shit in that picture. Delete, <laughs> untag, delete, untag. And then you're like, wow, you have a whole bunch of Star Wars tattoos, huh? And you're like, they're really good. And I was like, fuck. Should I gotten rid of those? Because that could have been a deal breaker. 
That's okay. I mean, passion is good, though. I didn't like, say it that's wasn't. Not, so that's attractive. Just, just because I wasn't as big of a Star Wars fan. Or at all. At all. You're trying to play it. You're trying to play cool. Oh, hey, I no, I said on the podcast before that I I owned a Star Wars film and never watched it as a kid. I did. I'm sorry. Because you were, you somehow as a kid, you were more of an elitist than you are as a grown up. I peaked at my elitist at about 17. And then, you know, it was all like 70s fucking flannel shirts and Mardi Gras beads and moldy beaches for me back then and not Star Wars. No, Star Wars was not for the cool kids. The cool kids that partied and were bad didn't watch Star Wars. They watched their life go down the toilets and meth burn in a light bulb. I wasn't cool because I partied. I was just cool because I was cool. I also partied. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, so, over the past five years, how has it been being with someone who is so obsessed with Star Wars? Well, like I said, I mean, <coughs> passion is attractive. So, I don't mind um, that you are a big fan. It's it's nice to see you get so excited about like when the new movie is coming out. I mean, given last week was like, you know, you were too anxious about it. Last week? The last week before the movie came out. So, I know for a fact you got quite annoyed with me several times during the lead up to The Force Awakens. Because I'd be like, it's so far away. And you'd be like, no, it's not. Shut up. Well, like 17 days out is not far away. That uh, no, that feels further away than a year out. Yeah, it, but it's it just not. Goes, but it's not any time. You don't get excited about stuff like I do. Like it's that's all I can focus on is that I'm 17 days away from a new Star Wars. That's because I'm a cynic. I mean, I'm uh, that's I'm just eh, you know mad about most things. That's just how I how I go about life in general, a- unless it involves me winning, and then I'm down. Yeah, the only thing you can get passionate about is competition. Fuck yeah. Beating somebody. Love a good win. Who doesn't love a good win? I mean, I don't mind winning, but I've seen you get quite mad at at some board games or some card games. I I try to hold that back. You're better about it. You know when it was worst is when... when, So, when Jesse and I first started dating, I was uh, living with literally the world's worst roommate. Just a fucking asshole prick of a human being and that's when it would get real bad when i remember one time we played uh star wars monopoly with that fool and it was rough i don't like people who play dirty i mean i have integrity you know oh, uh, i know i'm not saying you're in the wrong i'm on your side in this this argument um do you remember the first time we watched star wars together because i don't because i watch star wars so much um Luna is going to have to calm down. She's going to unplug everything. I don't because y- you, you didn't care. I'm remembering about things. Um, I just don't remember things. Like I, I remember certain times that we watched Star Wars together, but I can't tell you what the first time we we watched Star Wars because at this point, I've seen Star Wars in one form or another. 
Hundreds of times. No, not hundreds. Well, no, but if you count like, if you count each time I watched something Star Wars. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, I might have to give you that one. Now I'm feeling kind of bad about my No, it's fine. It's fine. I really like Force Awakens. Watch that all the time. I mean, yeah, it was on last night whenever I got home and I got fully enthralled. Plus, it's beautiful. And, that know, new TV. 4K TV. I recommend highly to anyone that's Jesus in the market Christ. for a new TV. It's beautiful. Man. It'll make you go buy a bunch of new Blu-rays. That's <laughs> done that for me. Yeah. I went... Not only that, I've been going through all my entire Blu-ray collection, rewatching everything on the new TV. Yeah. I actually got you to watch fucking Avatar. Oh, and it so sucked me in. But I should have paid more attention the first time or two I watched that because it's so pretty, the that was, lights. No, that was the first time you've ever seen it all the way through. I probably fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, as I tend to do. Phone, fucking... <laughs> Tendering dudes and shit on your fucking phone. Oh, yeah. Snapchatting people your butt. That's what I do, it's man. It's a daily thing. And I'm like, Anybody follow me on got... Snapchat? I've, I put pictures of my butt out all day long. It's Jessie's underscore butt yeah. on Snapchat. Mm, exactly. But she won't let me follow her. Everybody else gets to see her butt but me. Haas isn't even allowed a Snapchat. <laughs> I don't want a Snapchat. I just put cat ears on my butt. <laughs> You can do that. I mean, you can put cat ears on yourself, so I don't know. I I don't. I have a Fire Phone, which has the worst app store ever. Love my Fire Phone. I love it. It's a really great phone, but I don't recommend it to anyone because the app store sucks. Who can't Pokemon Go? I can't fucking Pokemon Go. Yeah, I'm wondering if I need to dip my toe into this Pokemon. I never was super down (coughs) for Pokemon. Mainly because my mom wouldn't buy me shit whenever I was a kid and it was popular. I'm surprised but, your mom didn't think Pokemon was the devil. That wasn't the problem. Pokemon cost her money that she didn't want to spend on Pokemon. So uh, I never was into it. But I want to I wanna fucking find Pokemon in the wild. Like, that, that seems, seems awesome. I would like it better if it was like cats. You could collect cats. I'm fine. Here's with a Walter. It is. Throw me a Pikachu out there just chilling by at my job. Like that 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 seems awesome. Nah. At Bobaloo, the kind of Pokemon you would find there would be like Methachu or fucking <laughs> No one is on meth. Or fucking genital crabs at you. It's it's a restaurant with a normal amount of sex and drug use, but um, you know, there are unsavory characters everywhere. Mm, yeah, it just seems like they really scraped the bottom of the barrel for people with a moral compass at that place. Um, what are some of your favorite memories related to Star Wars in the last five years? Mm-hmm. Not a single one. That's not true. There, there are a lot of memories, actually. I think I really enjoyed whenever like everyone came into town for Star Wars and we like went out to dinner and big group everybody wearing Star Wars shirts super hyped that was so much that was that a lot was of fun. fun I it was also sort of stressful for me cuz nobody and you got to you got to get a little better about this nobody wants to get to the theater as early as I do for Star Wars hey 
you're lucky my family showed up on time. I'm just saying. I I know those people quite well, and a lot of times you're waiting much later than... I'm just saying, for the next one, we're going to have to get there, because we got shitty seats for for the Force Awakens. How about we just go out after Star Wars instead, and we can go to the theater on our own, get there early, save them some seats, maybe. We'll figure something out. We got a few months to figure it out. Tickets aren't even on sale yet. It won't be long. If they went on the same time, sale is the same time, around the same time of year as they did last time. It'd be like October, into September, early October. I also uh, love whenever you dressed up as Boba Fett for Halloween. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, <coughs> that was uh, fun first half of that halloween night yeah that was a good um Mm -hmm. a good time yeah it was fun until you got fucking (laughs) so drunk at the bar and embarrassed me so bad and like that's also an embarrassing star wars story that can be one of yours we'll (laughs) save that okay but i'll see the thing is is i'll have to fill in because you blacked out. I'll have to fill in all the details on that story. It's more embarrassing for me if we go into that story. That story is... That was an embarrassing night for me. But it was a very fun first half of the Halloween. Um, I also love the memory of whenever... How excited you were to meet Lando. Oh, and how bad I did it. Uh, you know what? I, you I didn't do bad. I do I, bad under Star you, Wars pressure. Like no. meeting fucking Billy D. Williams, I didn't do great with that. No, I think you played it well. He's sort of like, I, I fucked that up. That's also an embarrassing oh. Star Wars <laughs> story for me. I forgot about I that. at Billy D. Williams' his face. But I thought he was making a joke. Okay, so this is what happened. We're waiting in line. For Billy D. Williams' autograph at Pensacon like two years ago. And some dude's taken forever, so he starts actually making small talk with people in the line. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Haas asks. I'm trying to get episode seven news exactly. out of him. He asks him what he's doing next, you know, whatever. He's like, well, we're in talks to do maybe some dancing with the stars. And me being the terrible person I am just lets out one loud ha not really knowing if he was being serious and just being and nervous and, face. and then then poor Lando was on dancing with the stars for like an episode or yeah. two before his his knee gave out. And I felt so bad. He was sort of he wasn't the nicest person we've met. Uh, it Wars. wasn't that he wasn't nice. I would say from Star Wars. Well, I've only met him and Boba Fett and Chewie. Well, Chewie was really nice. and he was the nicest. Boba Fett? No, Chewie. Pe- Peter Mayhew. Yeah, he, he was, was super great. nice. He was really nice. He was in a wheelchair that, at that point, and he was like, that's yeah. my fucking wheelchair, bro. <laughs> no, I don't think... I wanted to be like, yo, Chewie, can mm. you get... Point five past light speed in that thing. Nicest celebrity though that we've met is Xander. Yes, 
Xander from Buffy was super, super nice. nice. He gave Je- Jesse an awkward hug. He did rub my back for an extended amount of time, but it's, that's okay. It's he blew Xander. me. <laughs> you didn't know that, but I was um, like, sure, whatever, Xander. That's okay. Not really. I'll, it's, I'll accept it. It's fine. It's Xander. You better not accept if some person, celebrity or not, gives me a blowjob. Come on. Be a little more protective of our relationship. Don't be like, man, it's okay. Xander. <laughs> I mean, he was in if one you really show. It. <laughs> no, I, I really don't want a fucking from Xander. Oh, but it's Xander. Yeah, I, that doesn't do it for me. There's not a single male celebrity where I'm like, yeah. I'd let that dude blow me. I find that crazy. Not one. Not one. Not even Ben there are Affleck. Some pretty, yeah. Some very like feminine, pretty male celebrities too. I know you hate Johnny Depp, but he's so he's like Johnny pretty. Depp's a wife beater. <laughs> yeah, we shall I know. Not, he's we a shall not, wife beater, but we shall not besperge the name of this good podcast with such a wife beater's name. But like twenty years ago, he was pretty like a lady. Yeah, but like 20 years ago, he was a girlfriend beater, I'm sure. I'm sure. <clears throat> Fucking Captain Jack Sparrow. Ooh, he is so quirky. Yeah, real quirky. Beating up on his wife. Trying to sneak <laughs> his dogs in Australia. You Like, you would really hate on that. You no, would try I, to sneak your dogs no, in if, Australia. If, if we were going to Australia for an extended period of time, like if they cast me as a pirate and, and uh fucking pirates of the caribbean six i'd be like whoa 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 i hope there's five extra seats on that plane because i got three cats and two dogs to bring exactly we'd have a suitcase for full of cats okay i'll give him that one beating up on amber heard is inexcusable i mean you can't smash an iphone into someone's face or like anything but that's like fucked up she had an imprint of a phone yep yep um Okay, so meeting Billy D, you liked. And Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew, Boba Fett, who just wanted to talk about the weather with us. Granted, I don't know exactly what I would talk to Jeremy Bullock about, but that's really all he wanted to talk about was the weather. Just a nice old British guy. Yeah. Polite. Um, and um, I probably my favorite memory of Star Wars is just hanging out. Like laying on makeshift pallet, just watching Star Wars. Oh, are you talking about the time we set up the air mattress in the living room and watched Empire yeah. Strikes Back? And had like a Star Wars camp out all day and watched Star Wars and just hung out. Right on. All right. Um. Well, do you want to do some emails with me? Sure. Okay. We got quite a few, and there's a couple of long ones, so uh, this will probably uh, do it for us the rest of the day. Um, uh, this is from our buddy John, and he says, Halls, Will, and any guest on today. I just finished listening to the last episode. Great as always. I wanted to expand a little on the theory that Joe sent in. It will be a little different. So let me start off by saying that I definitely noticed that after Disney made the expanded universe null and void, they certainly felt okay ripping little bits out of it and putting it into The Force Awakens. My theory would require Disney to have used The Force Unleashed. It also utilizes the traitorous nature between a master and apprentice. 
For instance, in Revenge of the Sith on Mustafar, Anakin has already prepared to eliminate Palpatine so that he and anime he and anime so that he and Padme could rule the galaxy their way. So here it goes. When Kylo was listening to the report from the First Order officer reporting that BB-8 had escaped with Finn's help, and then he mentions that they were seen leaving with a girl, Kylo immediately pulls the officer into his grip demanding, what girl? I believe that Kylo Ren knows what Rey very intimately. Hopefully not too intimately. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a little bit weird, especially if they're somehow related. (laughs) Star Wars kind of skirts the line with that. Yeah, well, you're the one who's in support of, like, no weird kink in Star Wars, so. I believe that she was present at Luke's Academy training when the massacre happened. Kylo recognized her force potential, took took her as a secret apprentice, and left her on Jakku until the time was right for her to be useful. That the memory that she had is completely fabricated memories created by Kylo Ren. He seems to have a mastery over the mind. He made her believe that one day someone would return for her, which is why she is so intent on returning to Jakku. He knew from history that some of the greatest force users came from desolate worlds such as Tatooine, that it would create survivability skills in Rey and hone some minor skills in the force. I believe that when she picks up the lightsaber in Maz's basement that she sees a repressed memory of the attack of the Knights of Ren. I also believe that she pulls the lightsaber from the snow like Arthur pulling the sword from the stone and after hearing Kylo Ren tell her that she needs a teacher that she can sh- that he can show her the ways of the force. She repeats the force and remembers everything and proceeds to kick his ass. Anyway, there it is. I know it was long and I apologize, but but by the way, what happened to Star Wars trivia of 2016? We haven't had Steve much on much lately. That's what happened with that. And plus, you want a little uh little secret inside info on Star Wars trivia 2016? Will asked us to stop. He was tired of getting his ass beat. Really? Yeah, he said, I'm, I didn't know that. I'm tired of getting my ass beat at Star Wars Trivia. Uh, how about I'll play you in Star Wars Trivia, and then I'll, I'll always lose. And oh, That's going to be bad. Yeah. You're, too, you're too competitive for that. <laughs> it's By okay. the way, uh, I'm joking about Will. He didn't really request that we stop Star oh, Wars Trivia. Oh, I thought you were being serious. No, no. I'm just joking, being a dick. So, John, what I would say about your theory is actually very close to mine shortly after seeing the movie. Um, the one thing I'm going to say, though, is I don't think with the timeline we've been given in Bloodline that it really matches up because six years before The Force Awakens, uh, the massacre hasn't ha- happened yet. And like everything's still cool with Kylo at the Academy or whatever the hell you want to call it, Academy, Temple, whatever it was. Um, so I don't really see that being the case because if that's true, then Ray was probably what, 13, maybe 14 at that time. And she was definitely already on Jakku. Right. So I don't really see that being the case. Um, you know, honestly, I'm starting to think that Ray wasn't related, isn't related to anybody. And also wasn't at that academy. I'm thinking that vision she has was more... I don't know. I don't know, man. This Ray stuff is just... 
it's too much right now. There's so many different theories out there. There's so many different possibilities and you know, you get conflicting statements from people. So I don't really know about Ray anymore, man. It's it's a tough call. What do you think? What do you, who do you think Ray's related to? What do you think her past is? Um So you know, it's easy to just think like she's Luke Skywalker's daughter, you know. Right. But they've said that episode eight's going to be weird. Yeah, La- Lawrence Kasdan, um, you know, who wrote Empire, Jedi, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and The Force Awakens. He's also writing the Han Solo movie. He described the script for episode eight as weird. Right. Which, if he's saying it's weird. I just feel like it's going to be some strange things that you don't exactly expect. Crazy twists of some sort. I don't know if it's that or if it's weird for a Star Wars movie. Like Ryan Johnson is doing some stuff we haven't seen in a Star Wars movie before. Um, Or if, um, you know, it's just something like that. Um, But, uh, yeah, he, he described it as weird. But it's hard to say... What I'm trying to say is it's hard to say what he considers to be weird when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah, I see what you mean. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I I could see the whole Kylo doing something weird to her mind um, because of the sort of powers they showed him having in Episode 7 until Bloodline came out. And then the right. timeline of that threw all my theories sort of to the wind. Um, so, I don't know. It shouldn't, uh, it's less than a year and a half now before we'll find out, I guess. Or maybe we won't. Maybe it won't, we won't get that answer in episode eight. Uh, I think that they should address it. I hope they would at least, but. We'll see. If not, we'll get some more pieces to the puzzle, I would think. Yeah. Um, all right. So thanks for writing in, John, buddy. And, uh, hopefully I get some time to see you on Overwatch in the next few days. I haven't played Overwatch in a couple of weeks. Haven't played shit in a couple of weeks. Um, except for a little Lego Star Wars. Our next one is from a new writer. He hasn't written in before, and this is Vinny. Hello, Vinny. He says, Hey, Will and Halls. Well, Jesse's here this week and no Will, so Sorry. I was listening to last week's episode, and this would have been episode fifty seven, so the week before last. Okay. And Richard brought up a lot of good points as to why Kylo is so strong in the Force and not so much with his lightsaber. Before I go on, I have to say that I don't know much about martial arts, but I do have a strong understanding of sports and how to teach them to young players. My father has been a baseball coach since before I was born, and he has taught me to always start off with the basics, throwing, catching, and base running. The players don't even touch a bat until a few weeks before the season starts. They get a strong foundation and understanding of the game before getting to the fun part. I have to think that Luke may have had the same teaching methods. Teach the basics, then get to the fun part. And maybe this is why Kylo is such a move milker with his saber. Luke got to teach Kylo all of the Force stuff, but never really got into the nitty-gritty of saber training. I don't remember Luke being such a master with his lightsaber anyway. He swings that thing around like a seven-year-old who's had too much Gatorade at their first t-ball game. 
Just kidding around. I don't want to offend all of the Luke fanboys out there. Anyways, trying to keep my first email short. Hope you guys have goose back soon. Baloney Big Macs are the shit. Love the show, guys. May the force be with you. P.S. Halls, I know you feel like there aren't many Star Wars costumes that you can do, but as a Mandalorian merc, I have to say that we'd love to have you in our ranks. Okay, hold on. We're going to address this uh, email in backwards fashion. First off, Vinny, uh, fuck yeah, I'd like to be a Mandalorian merc. Are you fucking kidding me? Boba Fat. <laughs> no. You'd make an awesome Mandalorian. You could do some, like, you pick your own colors, you know. Do a well, I, I, fucking I don't know much about the Mandalorian mercs, but I'm pretty sure that's sort of how they work, is you have to pick your own color scheme and armor design and stuff. You know, it still has to be a Mandalorian suit of armor. Right. We've seen, I don't know if they're in a part of the official Mandalorian mercs, but at Pensacon a couple of times we've seen some guys and some tricked out Mandalorian armor that aren't just, you know, Boba Fett. Right. But if of any of the fan groups, 501st, Rebel Legion, any of that, Mandalorian mercs would be the one I'd want to join. Yeah. I've actually looked into, like, not seriously, but I've looked into the process of building those, like, really intricate Star Wars costumes, Stormtrooper armor and shit. And it looks pretty tough. I might be able to do it. I don't know. That's the one thing that I would be worried about is spending all this money on, like, a nice Stormtrooper kit fucking it up or a mandalorian merc kit and fucking it up but i don't know maybe with my buddy Vinny's help i could figure this shit out secondly well hold on well what should my color scheme be i mean this is kind of hypothetical because i don't know how it works if you have to have a unique color scheme or if there's uh you know guidelines to it i don't know what would you want to do as like a base mm. that's what i think you have to decide first and then right I don't know. It's easy. I mean, oh, I wonder if this, like his little picture on his email is of a Mandalorian. I wonder if that's him. I mean, I would think a, like a matte black would be pretty cool for just a base. Yeah. Then you can Maybe do some like matte black and blue like, and silver. I'll be yeah, the blue, blue harvest, blue harvest Mandalorian or green and silver. Those are my favorite colors. So uh, secondly, baloney Big Macs, my friend. Our buddy Jeremy, who was on the show a few weeks back, he just printed up a big old pile of Goose Payne's Baloney Big Mac stickers. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the design for that, our good buddy Evan, who has also been on the show, whipped that up, and it is perfection. It is yeah. digital art perfection. I think it's really, really good. I said whenever I saw it that, Evan is a fantastic artist. So Evan, uh, thank you. Those are awesome. Like I was really, and I saw a little teaser of maybe some artwork to come. Yep. And it's awesome. And I was really impressed with your work. So good job, buddy. Yeah. Um, we've got some, something cool coming artwork related. And, um, we're also going to have some baloney Big Mac stickers to send out to you guys. So, um, Send me a direct message on Twitter or on our Facebook page with your address. And when I have those in hand, I'll mail them out. Um, but yeah, uh, it looks awesome. I'm also going to tell you there's probably going to be 
uh, a Blue Harvest t-shirt coming and a Baloney Big Mac t-shirt coming. So if you guys are interested in something like that, then uh, save up a couple of bucks. But uh, there'll be more information on that later. Now, to the meat of his email. I actually really like his theory that Luke didn't allow Kylo to train with a saber. Maybe it even had something to do with what a fucking emotional little bitch Kylo is. And he was like, I don't know if I need to give this guy a saber. You think if Luke taught this kid how to use a saber, he would have taught him how to build a lightsaber that wasn't all janky like his. You think he would have been able to build a more pristine saber? I also am a big fan of this theory. I think uh, Luke would definitely be a fundamentals teacher. He's going to teach all the basics, like just drills and drills and drills you and gotta go to Jedi two a days exactly and Kylo's very like adept with all sorts of mind control so clearly he's had lots of training on that um and that's probably the training that yeah uh, i think Snoke Luke wants to finish is like actual fucking training instead of making him a little little bitch I just got you to say Kylo was a little bitch. I mean, he is. Thank he, you. Thank he you. He is. I, I never said that he wasn't. He just has fancy hair. He's a little bitch with fancy hair and emotional problems. Stat, like punching himself in his fucking well, he wound. Was, he was doing that to increase his anger so he could tap into the dark side yeah. more efficiently. Um, Yeah. I, it's going to be really interesting once we get more background on the whole kylo and luke thing um you know i'm sure we'll get some exposition on that in the movies but i bet you a lot of that will be filled in with books and stuff like that i want to read that book of like what what their training was like fucking luke's jedi hogwarts academy yeah oh that would be awesome if they did it like little kylo Little Ray. Well, you know, actually, one of my favorite expanded universe trilogies back in the day was the Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah. Which is all about Luke starting up his Jedi Academy and training the kids and and older people how to become Jedi. I think that's pretty neat. It is neat. It's not canon anymore. And I honestly don't know how it would hold up. I read it so long ago. I was like maybe in middle school when I read it. Actually, um... The fucking fan fiction I wrote is sort of... Which we... We we will. Hey, trust me. I know what needs to be done. I need Will to be available to do the fan fiction. But it'll get done. Trust me. I'm a man of my word. You guys will be hearing my terrible fan fiction soon enough. Soon enough. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know... All about this whole Kylo and Luke training thing. Like, do you think... I don't know. I don't know. I could go off on so many tangents on this. Like, maybe Luke didn't think the that his new Order of Jedi should have lightsabers at all. Which is a uh, terrible idea, Luke. That. I think... Um, I feel almost like Kylo was promised the blue saber i mean he says he's like that's mine i think he says that because it was anakin slash darth vader's and he feels like that's his maybe luke had it 
Yeah, I mean, we don't know what happened to that saber after Empire Strikes Back. Maybe Luke did get his hands on it. And he was like, you can one day, when you are a true Jedi. Yeah, but that sort of gets rid of the whole building your saber as part of your trials true. to becoming a Jedi. But Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That could be it. That could be it. Maybe that's the saber that he let Kylo train with every now and then. Who knows? Um, but thanks for the email, Vinny. And uh, fuck yeah, I'll be part of the Mandalorian merch. That's right up my alley. Our next one is from our buddy Mike. Or Michael. Mike. He likes to be called Mike, according to his email. Uh, and he wrote in uh, a couple weeks ago talking about the Fantasy Flight role-playing game. And he has a pretty good email for us this week. He says, Thanks for reading my email in your last episode regarding Star Wars RPGs. It was a real blast to hear it and your it and your opinions on all things Fantasy Flight games in general. I'm a big fan of Fantasy Flight. Yeah, I like, I like some stuff they do. You like the they, Game of Thrones board game? Mm-hmm. And I Fantasy think, Flight does Citadels. And, they um, do do Citadels. It's a really do they fun do card Catan game. As well? I think they do now, but I don't know if they were the original people. Mm. They may have just bought Settlers of Catan. I think they do do Settlers of Catan now. They bought yeah. some other games from. I don't think they did Citadels originally. I think they bought that, the rights to that, and then now they do it. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Bi- I, I don't have a hundred percent knowledge on my Fantasy Flight games history. Um but their Star Wars stuff is incredibly top-notch. Which you would never play with me because you didn't want to compete with me, I guess. Because you didn't want that f- that fire. That card game? Yeah. You- and, the <coughs> bo- and the... We played the miniatures. Oh. The miniatures, are, the miniatures are complicated. Where you I have like to it. measure it. Yeah, we yeah. did play that. I remember, do- I remember playing it now. Um, the card game is also, uh, in my defense, it's a game that Steve and I played and like Steve did the heavy lifting as far as the rules and stuff go. And it was, it was something I would need a ref- refresher on, but I'd, I'd play you in Star Wars cards. I probably only won like once or twice against Steve. I'm sure you'd beat me. I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to these games. I've never won a single game of Settlers of Catan. The never? only one I'm never the only one I'm ever good at is Game of Thrones, and I've won that more than anybody. That's long strategy, where these other ones are more like quick strategy. I mean, Settlers is sort of... I'm like the brand Stark of the medium. Game of Thrones Yeah, I always game. fucking shit the bed on Game of Thrones, because I'm, I'm in it for the short strategy. Then, like, well, it's because you, you, you never make alliances with anybody. No, because... People know that I'm competitive. Right. And so and they go after me <laughs> from the start to try to and just rile little, me up. Little old me, humble in the back, playing as the Baratheons and or never the Greyjoys. And my back, you could be my alliance, but you're like, no, no, you got to go after me. You try to make me your enemy in all games. No, I don't. No, yeah, I do. don't. I never try. We're spades partners. Yeah, except for spades, which we do. We do well uh, together. But we're pretty good at spades oh, no, sometimes. We do pretty well. We're okay. This week's topic of email is regarding the force and its emanation within artificial artifacts. Now, I think it's fair to say that the general belief is the force only shrouds the living 
from the simplest actions of mundane people who are unaware of its ex- existence, all the way up to those strongly attuned with it, such as Jedi and Sith. But I got to thinking, Yoda himself quotes the forces in everything, including humble rocks and trees. So why is it the general belief such belief objects such as droids, ships, and even items can't be attuned with the Force in some different sense? The Millennium Falcon, this humble YT-1300, has had a long life, been on hundreds of daring adventures, and always come back unscathed. Well, it did lose a radar dish. It gets a little beat up here and there, but that shit's still kicking. But yeah, I mean, how long did it sit under a tarp? We don't know in that the fucking either. Desert just baking in the sun. I mean, you have no idea. But we, the audience of Star Wars, cheered at the sight of it in The Force Awakens. After it, as much after as if it's as much of a character as any other. I firmly believe that the Millennium Falcon is a main character in Star Wars. It may be a ship, but it is a character onto yeah. itself. <clears throat> though seemingly unconnected events or through seemingly unconnected events the falcon finds ray and she it and when she sits in that flight chair ship and humans synchronize in perfect harmony through the power of the force flowing through both then there is r2 and 3po two droids who went through hell and back ask most people if they have the force and you'll likely get a firm no but why weren't wouldn't they after all how many galaxy shaping events occurred due to this duo both are clearly conscious beings why wouldn't the force flow through them like anything else yes they are metal and circuits but after all the force surrounds and binds everything in the galaxy not just things of flesh and blood now i'm not saying artificial i'm having a hard time reading now i'm not saying artificial objects can be jedi or any other force user in the sense of something living and breathing but I do believe that they can harness it in ways that the living don't understand. They are guided and shielded by the living force, propelled through whatever fate and connections the force guides them to. Sorry for the long-winded email. Cheers, Mike. Mike, I think you're right on the money, buddy. Yeah, I think that uh, I've learned something today and that you have very smart listeners. We do. We have the cream of the crop of, of Star Wars podcast writers. That was a super solid theory explained completely i mean um and i'm fully behind that if the force moves through everything in the galaxy and binds it together then of course there's some sort of shield over these objects and droids i mean think about like r2d2 uh waking up like i mean why well, not just that like Think of all the like the things those droids make it through and right. still kick around. And, like, and just like he said, they're general. they're part of some really important shit in Star Wars history. Always, um, and, and I, brought I, people together. That you mm-hmm. know, I I agree with that. And, and just like you said, I don't think C three PO R two can use the Force or harness right. its power, but I think the Force uses them, for lack of a better term, exactly. And also, you know, George Lucas said back in the day that Star Wars is a story being told by R2. Like, R2 is telling the audience the story of Star Wars, which I always always liked. I just wonder if we'll ever get to that. It would be too cheesy to actually see that. I'm not even going to finish that sentence. But thanks for writing in, Mark. <laughs> I know exactly. Like a, it's see that scene on a and it like com where it's like yeah and mm-hmm. boop, 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 and there's like all kids sitting around him and shit. Yeah. 
Our next email is from our buddy Joe. Hello, Halls and Week. Will. Oh, Halls and Week. Hello, Halls and Will. And any guests you have on the pod this week. I have another simple question this week. What union of characters would you want to see between episodes one through three and episodes four through six? So, like, he's wanting to see, like, characters cross over from trilogies and stuff. I'd want to see Princess Leia have to interact with Jar Jar Binks. What about Qui-Gon and Han Solo? Tarkin and Shmi? The premise isn't what is that we haven't seen them meet on screen or in novels. Keep up the great work, Joe. Padme and Han. Oh, yeah? You want to see Padme and Han? Do you think he? Do you think he would be more interested in Padme than Princess Leia? Um, I don't know because she's more like stoic. Yeah, and Princess Leia is more they're snarky. Both, they're both and, pretty fe- feisty. Yeah, you're more of a Leia than a Padme. I would yeah, say. exactly. And I like, like that. Yeah. Well, you don't like Leia though. You like Padme. Oh, as far as which one do I think is prettier? I like Natalie Portman better than Carrie Fisher. Not attitude. I like them both attitude wise. They both have their positives. But no, I mean, Patty's very strong and like, but she's more of like a Leia kicks a lot of ass. Right. Well, they both are. But like Leia's (laughs) more like take no shit type of person. I'll have to put a pin in this to ask Will next week um, who he'd like to see crossover. I'd like, like to see Kylo Ren and any other Jedi, not even Jedi, lightsaber-wielding individual from any of the other movies because they would wipe the fucking floor with his ass. Yeah. Joe, you know who would wipe his, the floor with his ass? Our buddy King Tom may disagree, but Kia D. Mundi would even <laughs> fucking wipe the floor with Kylo's ass. Now, granted, he'd probably slip on a wet stone and crack his big old penis head open on a log and die after taking care of Kylo. But he'd get rid of Kylo first, I bet. Um, who else would I like to see? Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'd like to see Qui-Gon and Luke hang out. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd like to see Obi-Wan Kenobi and... I don't know. Oh, I have one. Okay. What about like Anakin and Darth Vader in some sort of a like weird future past scenario where he's like, this is you. This is what you become. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep, baby. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know. Let me think here. Um, I'd like to see Jar Jar and BB-8 hang out. No, yeah. you know who I'd like to see? Because this would be the fucking <laughs> cutest thing ever is BB-8 and some Ewoks hanging out. Yeah, that the would be The Ewoks cute. would think BB-8 was the shit and, e- and BB-8 would just be giving them the fucking flame <laughs> thumbs up and shit. And they'd be like, holy shit. We like, love this little ball. Like just BB-8 at the Ewok party. Just chilling. Like lighting Ewok. all their fucking Ewok joints with his little lighter and his their bonfires and like spinning back and forth, dancing with them. Oh, man. If I had animation skills, I'd stay up all night and animate that tonight. Be a big old hit online. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Joe. You fucking bring it every week, buddy. Um, our next email 
is from our buddy Tomas, who, by the transit of property, I think I brought over to the dark side of Uh Black Series collecting. No. Hey, guys. I have returned. I have a couple things to talk about tonight, but I'll try and keep it brief. Anything, let's get to things. Anyway, let's get to things, shall we? First, my question. I have been thinking a lot about the names that should be given to the upcoming movies. I was wondering if you'd say a name that you'd like for Episode 8 and the Han Solo film. Second, I've decided that I'm going to try and buy every Black Series that there is out so far. Emphasis on try. But I thought it'd be fun if I could update you on any figures that I find. As of Wednesday, July 6th, I have Kylo Ren. Either the first or second release, not the Kmart one. And that's it. So I have kind of a hell of a lot more to find. Anyway, I hope it's cool if I do that. Have a good one, boys. Uh, Good luck is all I can say because I do a lot, a lot of black figure searching just in this general area. She's the best. I'm just saying I, I, I look for a lot and I find none. I mean, you can find. Well, see, this is the thing. Seeing as he is starting from having none, anytime he goes in and sees figures that he doesn't, you know, he's going to see stuff he doesn't have. Now he's going to get to the point where he he, uh, runs out of figures that he, you know, he sees all the time that he doesn't have. Um, What I would tell him, Tomas, buddy, uh, look for lots on eBay, people selling lots of figures. You can get, um, you know, four or five figures in a lot and get a a deal getting them in bulk. Um, The other thing I would say is be careful of bootlegs if you're going to order from order figures online, especially eBay. Our buddy Vader Nick got a fucking bootleg Darth Maul, which sucks. Thankfully, he didn't pay Darth Maul Black Series prices for it. Right. Um. But it still sucks. Still sucks. Um, And the other thing I would say is save up your shekels, your cash monies, for, uh, I believe it's September 30th this year for the Force Friday release. Because there's going to be at least four or five Black Series released on that day. And if you can find the right place to go and pick those all up at once, then that'll, you know, be a nice little step. The other thing I would say is, if you're going to take it... Super seriously, you could always pre-order yeah, waves sure. of figures. There's lots of good resources. Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth. Sometimes Amazon does it. Um, DorksideToys.com. Any of those places, you can pre-order the, the waves of figures, and you're guaranteed to get them. And I've gotten some figures from those places online, and they're expertly shipped. Come in perfect condition. Fuck. Let me do an ad for you guys, man. Look at I'm pimping you guys. Um, as far as his question about the names for Episode 8 and the Han Solo movie. This is tough for me because I am not good at this sort of thing. Me neither. <sighs> I don't know. Episode 8 is a hard one for me. Like, So if we look at the middle movie from the other two trilogies, Attack of the Clones... Attack of the Clones, The Empire Strikes Back. They're all four, four words. The Force Awakens, The Phantom Menace. So, well, it's a four-word title. Yeah, but it's like a five syllables. Five syllables, right? On both? Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, both have five syllables. Both have four syllables in the first. You're bringing syllables into no, a dude both with have, a... They all have five syllables. Well, I mean, that's something that's probably... I mean, if you're writing like headlines or something, that's like... I don't know about writing titles, but... Um, okay. Four words. Um, episode eight. Snoke isn't Darth Plagueis. <laughs> I like that one. Um, episode eight. Boba Fett kicks ass. That would be the Han Solo movie. <laughs> the Han Solo. Boba, Boba Fett, Fett kicks, kicks ass. ass. I like that. Um, with the Han Solo movie, I wonder if they're going to do like, because you know, Rogue One is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I wonder if they're going to do Han Solo, a Star Wars story, and just keep it simple. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It's tough to say. Obviously, if I was to get a job at Lucasfilm, it would not be in the titling department. They would not let me give things titles. Episode yeah, 8, Jesse has nice boobs. Hey. <laughs> I like that one. That's my episode 8. Let's go watch that now. This has been Blue Harvest. No, I'm just kidding. We got a couple more emails. Um, I don't know. Tomas, this would be a better question for somebody a little more creative, buddy. I'm just like, her, her, I like Star okay. Wars. Her, her. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Neither of us are very creative. Let's move on. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Um, episode eight, Mandalorians all the time. Okay, so that breaks the four words, but I like that. Episode eight, nothing but Mandalorians. There we go. There we go, Tomas. That's what I'm going to go with. Our next email is from our buddy Aaron. I like Aaron a lot. He's a, he's a fucking solid dude. He's also a Black Series collector. Yeah. Halls and Will. I hope all is well with both of you gentlemen. Last ac- it, last week's episode was great. Steel Saunders is a really funny dude. It will certainly be nice to have Will back that back this week, assuming that's the case. Bum, 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 bum. You'll just have to settle for me. I'm sorry, Aaron. She's prettier than Will. I'll give her that. I've really found out from talking with my dad, or I recently found out from talking with my dad that the first movie that he and my mom went out together and saw was... The Empire Strikes Back. I think that this just goes to show that Star Wars Star Wars has been in my blood since the very beginning. It made me really happy to find that out, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Halls, how about that kick-ass Black Series Obi-Wan? I don't think I'll be able to get that one, but it looks really good, and I'm assuming that there will be a retailer, retail version released not long after the exclusive. I've been collecting Star Wars toys since the second Power of the Force Kenner figures came out in the mid-90s. I have very fond memories of going to different stores and looking at Star Wars toys with my dad. I have a very vivid memory from when I was 7 or 8 of one particular trip to Walmart where I was so excited to see a stalker putting out figures that I ran ahead of my dad and grabbed a figure out of the guy's hand. I ran to show it to my dad and then realized what I had done. When I turned back around to hand the figure back to its former handler, I realized it wasn't a Walmart employee, but just a guy looking at toys. (laughs) I still think about that from time to time and still feel embarrassed about it. So I was wondering if you guys would share some of your embarrassing Star Wars stories. Surely both of you have some good ones. I'm also going to put a pin in this and get Will to address this next week. Yeah. 
I'm sure he has some too. I'm sure Will is just Will's gonna be like, I don't know. One time I big timed it and pretended I didn't like Star Wars so I could get a piece of ass. <laughs> Fucking ash crusher wetting. Eye on the prize always. Thanks again, gentlemen, for everything you do. Best to both to you both, Aaron. All right, so Star Wars embarrassing stories. What was your first em- you said you had one? Well, mine was just uh, only related to you. It's it's only from that Halloween when you dressed up like Boba Fett. Okay, and yeah. My, I was not dressed up like Star Wars. I was dressed up like a Day of sugar, the day. Skull. sugar skull yep. lady. That was I cute. Had. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we went out to this bar called the Plaza in Birmingham for Halloween. My friends, uh, basically stoned Cobra. They do right. this thing every now and then. Um where they'll play like a cover set of nothing but like 70s classic rock. And they call themselves Party at the Moon Tower. Usually for Halloween. Yep. And they all dress 70s and stuff. And they'll play like Boston, Alice Cooper, fucking Black Sabbath. It's a good time. Fucking uh, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. Um, I'm trying to think of some other the jammy jams that they do. They do Fleetwood Mac. You know, they have... A couple oh, of ladies Yeah, they did that at Bottle Tree one mm-hmm. year. This was a different... This wasn't that year. This year, Jesse got ossified drunk at the plaza. And f- for you guys that don't know, most of the time when Jesse and I go out, <clears throat> Jesse's the one that gets drunk because I'm the DD. I And it's not... It, it's by choice. I prefer to right. be the DD. Uh, the only time in recent history that that was switched was the infamous baloney Big Mac night where I threw right. up all over our front yard. And I was working... For most yeah. of the night. So, um, uh, and Jesse got into full on party mode. Oh, God. Like, so I had this Boba Fett helmet, and I was like, I don't want to sit here with this on the whole time. And anytime I would take it off, Jesse would be like, put it back on. You're not Boba Fett without the helmet. Put it back on. I don't remember that at all. And then she was like, dancing around to the music and she grabbed my hair and i i'm sure it was just supposed to be like a hey you're my boyfriend i like you show of affection but what she did instead was grab the back of my hair in a death grip and whipped my head all the way back like whiplash yeah sorry about that and like it was getting bad like i could see the throw up look in her eyes i was like ooh. We need to we need to bounce. And I was like, hey, do you want to leave a little early? And you refused. No, no, no. I'm going to go get another drink. Double fisting vodka and pineapples that night. Double fisting them. Two every time you went to the bar. Oh, that's terrible. <clears throat> and then we went to, you insisted on getting food on the way home. So we stopped by a fucking Waffle House. And I was not in the mood to eat I anything. I forgot that we stopped at Waffle so House. So you went into Waffle House in full-on face paint and got food, ate it in the car. Waffle House is like, what, five minutes from our house? Mm-hmm. That food was gone <laughs> by the time we got home. I mean, you scarfed down that sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich. You got home, came in the door, and immediately went to the bathroom and threw it up. Yeah, That I'm Waffle sure. House did not last long. It and tasted good, I'm sure embarrassing star wars stories oh okay so this uh one time 
Jesse and I went to Texas. For you guys that don't know, Jesse's family is primarily in Texas. And we're all sitting out hanging out with Jesse's brother-in-law, Jerry. Jerry's a cool dude. Jerry actually made me a badass Boba Fett clock. Jerry is a cool dude. Jerry uh, is just joking around, giving us a little shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, you should, uh, you should do the Princess Leia buns hairstyle for halls sometime. And Jesse, without thinking of the circumstances in which she did do this for me one time, goes, oh, I did that one time. Uh, for we we were having relations <laughs> we were knowing each other in right. the biblical sense when this happened i was gonna see how long it took you <laughs> just to hey look i don't out. talk about our sex life on the podcast very much yeah, but we no. do it hey yeah. this is a question we, do. we have we have sex so um, pretty often it's really good <laughs> yeah yeah you heard it here first exclusive blue harvest news <laughs> All right, um, this is something I want to talk to you before we get to this embarrassment. Well, so, okay. so Jesse's like, oh, I did it one time. And like Jerry starts laughing at me because I start blushing immediately because I'm like, oh, yeah, she did it one time when we were having sex. She did fucking Princess Leia buns for me. <laughs> and, and there's what? Probably 15 people. My mom, my aunt. And everybody's just laughing sisters, at me because like, they're like, her, her, this dork. She did sexy hair or did Prince's layer hairstyle for this <laughs> dork. What did he do to deserve that? Here's a question I have for you. So dating a dude in a wheelchair, do you ever get people to ask you if my, my, my shit works, my dick and stuff? Uh, no, people just ask me if we have sex, like, which I guess is a question. It's the of same thing. That. Yeah. It's yeah. People will ask me that. Well, cause and- you know, I, that is one of the first things that people seem to assume about me. Have I ever told you this fucked up story about one time Will and I went to Best Buy and we were looking at routers or modems or something and the guy in the section just would not leave me alone. And he was just like, oh man, I feel so bad for you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I'm really? Not, I'm not that kind That's of guy. You know annoying. this. Like, you know, right? Oh, fuck that. Okay. And then he starts telling me the story about how... uh you know, he knew this kid who got paralyzed in middle school or high school. And he was like, and man, I just felt so bad for him. This was an exact quote. He goes, and man, I just felt bad for so bad for him knowing he would never know the touch of a woman. <laughs> and he looked at me and goes, just like you. <laughs> and Will, you should have seen the look on Will's face. I wish he was I here. That's so fucked up. Like- and then Will, Will laughs and goes, no. Nah. He gets laid all the time, and we left. By the way, Will was being false there because I was chronically single at that point. But what a good dude having my back at that point. But we got the fuck out of Best Buy. I was like, what the fuck is going on? That's fucked up. Never know the touch of a woman like you. And trust me, this dude looked like fucking the cave troll from Lord of the Rings in a fucking blue Best Buy shirt. I'm sorry. That's but that's something I found. Like, uh, people think I'm, I guess people think I'm paralyzed. Yeah. That's what well, I'm in a wheelchair. Well, that's what people want to know first. They're like, well, what's, what, what's wrong? Or what happened? We're like, um, well, the assholes, the question I get from people that are assholes are, is, was he in a wheelchair when you met him? 
like well yeah but no like, he wasn't what but what matter? am i supposed to do now like, he got he got put in a wheelchair right, exactly after, that's what they want to know that's what they want to know <laughs> you've been together four years did he get paralyzed while you were together and now you're stuck is that's what they want to know and that's how i know if you're a terrible person if you got stuck with me that's fucked yeah. up yeah yeah i get that people you, are fucked up yeah they are never know the touch of a woman like you fucking best buy guy um <laughs> other embarrassing star wars stories um okay there's definitely so one time back when i lived in starkville uh, i was just getting all my star wars tattoos and i went on a blind date and this girl who i got set up with through a roommate in college uh we all went out to like a bar type situation she got ossified drunk and one of my roommates was like you should show her your tattoos so i lift up my pants leg and she says where's mr spock oh god and you know what even i know that's wrong you know what even i knew that was wrong what's what makes this embarrassing is that i wasn't like uh mr spock isn't in star wars i was just like Oh, no, I'll get him someday. Really? Yeah. I was a lonely dude. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. <sighs> I don't judge you for things you did in your 20s. No, it's fine. Uh, but you then, do sometimes. <laughs> well, the really weird, horrible shit. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. There's don't nothing. make it out like I'm a terrible person. I never this once said you This podcast is starting to make me sound like a... Uh, fucking ridiculous party fuck up. Not I'm anymore. Sorry. I would never say you were a fuck up. I would never say that about you. You were a bit of a heavier partier in your younger days. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes, but I've always been pretty level headed. I always kept a job. And okay, like, I never said you were a fuck shit up. And like, Don't be so people defensive. presents on their birthday. I'm not some sort of like burnout. <laughs> okay. Never said you were. Never said that. I know, I know. You I'm just, just I'm just explaining this. There's some more extreme this... stories you tell me that I'm like, wow, that's messed up. I'm sorry that there's I'm... nothing to be sorry about at all. I mean, look, I was a lame ass. I never got into any interesting situations besides a blind date being like, oh, where's Mr. Spock? <laughs> and then throwing up in the floorboard of my car when I was driving her home. Never heard from her again. Mm. So, um, I don't know about other embarrassing Star Wars stories. Yeah, Ooh. I don't really have any because I do know when I was probably way too old to uh, play with Star Wars figures. My sister had a friend over for a sleepover. And they just came into my room and I was sitting there playing with Star Wars figures probably when I was like 15 or 16. Did they make fun of you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. Mm. <clears throat> um, so we got one more email. Walter's fucking singing behind me. I wonder if yep. that's catching, catching on the mic. We got uh, this is from our buddy Dave. You've seen Dave on Twitter. He does the Harry Potter wands and wizard staffs and oh, stuff yeah, yeah. um this is what uh, dave had to say this week just wanted to thank you halls and will this last episode was one of my favorites so far my mom had recently passed away so i missed several episodes 
One of the first things I did since being back was to download some Blue Harvest and Rogue One podcasts. You guys did not disappoint. Thanks for cheering me up and also introducing me to Steele, my new favorite Australian. Such a great guest. We'll be adding his pods to my rotation. Keep up the great shows. Okay, now to my Star Wars question. I loved The Force Awakens, but one thing always bugged me was why at the Battle of Takadana, Phasma is not included or not seen. You would think that as one of Kylo's top troopers, she would have been a major part. This is my only problem with The Force Awakens, as they had a great opportunity to showcase her after the build-up and then not even a glimpse of her in the major fight. Just wondering your guys' thoughts. Besides, But besides that, I really loved The Force Awakens. Well, Dave, I am sorry to hear about your mom, buddy. That really yeah, sucks. But I'm sorry for your loss. That's <laughs> always hard. I, uh, I'm... Glad you got these podcasts to listen to, and it cheers you up a little bit, buddy. That makes me feel nice that we can help you out in such a shitty time, my man. Um, as far as your Star Wars question, once again, I completely fucking agree. This is the uh, Star Wars Agreement podcast. The only disagreements you'll see here is me and Jesse, apparently. I think that um, they probably didn't put her in it because they're trying to do like the only show her a couple times thing like Boba Fett where she yeah I get that too it's I agree with him and I'm sure she's on the base like trying to deal with stormtroopers I think running them through drills so when those uh when Variety I think it was Variety put out their big Force Awakens article last year there was a picture of Captain Phasma standing in front of uh, Maz Kanata's castle. Oh, really? Now, that could have just been because Annie Leibovitz liked you right. know, that setting and stuff. She does some things with her Star Wars photo shoots that don't necessarily line up with the movies. For The Phantom Menace, there was a pretty famous picture <laughs> of uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul fighting in Tatooine. Which never happens in the movie either. Right. Um, but I think you're probably right. They were maybe trying to hold her back some to make her that, you know, sort of mysterious Boba Fett type uh, character. Uh, you know, the the guy that fights Finn with the, the spinny fucking Tomfa or whatever the hell you call that um, weapon... I would have really liked that to have been Phasma, except, you know, she doesn't die at the end because I want Phasma to continue on through the other movies. That would be cool. Hopefully with the the awesome reception her costume and shit has gotten in the, uh, you know, in this movie will lead to a little more Phasma screen time for episode eight. But... uh, We'll have to see. I really like Phasma. I really like Gwendolyn Christie, who plays her in The Force Awakens. So any more that they can give us of her, uh, I'm totally down with. Jesse's giving my my fucking giving me some applause on that. I guess exactly. Yeah, um, clapping my hands because uh, you know I support her as Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, she's so good in that role. Yeah, fucking Game of Thrones, man. So wonderful yeah yeah it's definitely was awesome this season after having a season i wasn't a huge fan of um but yeah, yeah. It was so good i agree with you uh dave it seems like it would only be logical for her to be involved in that 
battle in some way. And maybe, who knows, maybe there were scenes they filmed with her that got cut out of the movie in that fight. Or maybe she was only available for a certain amount of time because of Game of Thrones filming that they didn't get to work her in as much. Who knows? There's so many factors that go into a movie like that that who knows what the the real answer is. But uh, thanks for writing in, Dave. And uh, keep making that kick-ass wooden carved harry potter lord of the rings business i like looking at it he, he posted this picture of a staff of odin that he made it's fucking badass i think dave that's does cool. like um ren fairs and stuff up in canada he's canadian that's pretty neat well, that's oh i what, bet that would be that's what that's really all about fun ren fest in canada uh it would be like all beautiful out in the forest hey dave i got some questions for you about uh, i'm gonna canada. go up to canada and fucking go to renfest that sounds awesome that sounds way better than georgia renfest yeah probably yeah yeah um i wonder if they sell poutine poutine at renfest it's medieval oh, prob- poutine uh, maybe i don't know they sell stuff like um roasted nuts and like meats on a stick and stuff but I, I love yeah. a I love a run fest. I've never been to one. It's it's uh, on the list of things I would like to do eventually. The Texas Run Fest in um outside of Houston is really, really good. If anyone's interested in going, it's a good one. It's a lot of fun. And people go and like camp out and stay all weekend. Like and you know how going to Australia I said I want to go for the animal experiences, kangaroos, koalas. Um, what was the guy we watched? What was that? We wombats. Yeah, wombats. Uh, Steel has me uh, all turned on to these uh, Australian possums now. They're fucking way cooler looking than our possums. You can't hang out with all these wild animals, though. Not all of them. Yeah, no. I can. No, no, no. I know you don't believe in me, mm-hmm. but I have. No, it's nature. Like they will I know, but Steele said there's like touristy places you can go to like hug a koala or a kangaroo or something koalas like that. Koalas are mean. No, I think if you go to the right place, they'll let you hold a koala that's very nice. The Walter of koalas. I, I don't know. I think okay. Most of them. Well, Maybe. That's fine. Well, if there's a place where you go hug, hug a koala and it's pretty safe, we'll do that. That's fine. That's better than a tiger. Oh, that's going to happen one day. I'm going to pet a tiger. A baby. A full-grown tiger. No. It'll happen one day. No. I will not breathe my last breath until I get to love on a tiger like I love on Walter White. (laughs) The best cat in the world. P.S. Walter White. He is. He's a wonderful little kitty. Well, that's it for our emails this week, and I think that'll about do it. Um you heard it here first. Jesse does not believe that I have mind control over animals, but I will. I will be petting a kangaroo. I'll hug a kangaroo. I'll I'll hunger uh, a kangaroo. Uh, kangaroos maybe maybe okay. Start with a wallaby. I think they're nice. Well, isn't a wallaby like a small kangaroo? Yeah, and like you can have them as pets. I know, but you wouldn't we can let get me. one. We, yeah, for the backyard. You're saying right now we can have a pet wallaby. Yeah. I'm holding you to this. It's going to be expensive. But worth it. We can talk about it later. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast with me, baby. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you. Um, you guys should check out Stoned Cobra. 
Their new album, Armed and Hammered, is available uh, wherever you like to listen to music. Well, as long as that's iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. It's only five bucks for a really kick-ass album made by five really kick-ass dudes, right? That's It's five, right? I don't want to get that number wrong. Alan, James, Steve, Josh, Brad. That's five. I didn't leave anybody out, did I? Five kick-ass dudes. Yeah, five. <clears throat> um, and I I would really appreciate it if you downloaded it or streamed it a few times, and I'm sure they would too. It's really good, even if like metal and the like is not typically your thing. Uh, if you want to follow Jesse on Twitter, where can they do that? Uh, messy hair with an I E and a H A R E like a rabbit. If uh, if you're having trouble finding that, <laughs> just look on uh, Blue Harvest Pod's Twitter feed, and you'll see me you know, you're sending her lightly inappropriate messages <laughs> on Twitter from time to time. Nothing too bad. Keep it purely PG-13 on Nothing Twitter. Nothing worse than, I guess we've already said on the podcast. Hey, hey look. A bunch of listeners know that my dick works now. <laughs> they do. In if case they, they were, were ever, wondering, if they were sitting there wondering, they like, probably were. I never thought about that. But that's fucked up, probably guys. Probably were. It is fucked up. I'm, do you think y'all are fucked up? Like, we like. There's a lot of sex that goes on in this house. Hell yeah! You said it, not me. <laughs> it's true, you're, you're the one that broke it down. Though. I I've been very respectful. <laughs> well, in case y'all were wondering. It's probably about two gone. now at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's because it's after after hours podcast. It's oh, it's the Cinemax. It's like, the late night Skinemax. It's of... gone because I've been working all weekend and like talking to so many fucking assholes. And then, you know. I wonder if people were sitting there listening like this guy's in a wheelchair and he's got a, a fiance. Like, is that just yeah, a sexless relationship? I'm sure they were wondering. Well, don't worry. It's not. I'll take care of my lady yeah. in every way possible. <laughs> so, thanks for uh, listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully, Friday or at the latest Saturday with a Rogue One trailer breakdown. Get excited. Um, but for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast, I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm Jessie. Jessie McGarry. Well, I'm, like, I'm going to stop. I think I shouldn't say my last name on stuff. Don't search my last name, people. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just There's nothing really on me. It's just, you mm. know, the internet. Well, may the force be with you. <laughs> may the force be with us. <laughs>